So I cannot, absolutely cannot blame you if you have grown discouraged. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I have grown discouraged. This is such a difficult and disheartening time. We are in the midst of this unfurling crisis that does not seem to be anywhere close to ending. Of course, there is the pandemic. Cases continue to rise and people continue to die. According to the New York Times this morning, in the U.S. alone, 884 people died from the coronavirus yesterday, July 25th. It is just beyond imagination. And yet it's not just the loss of, of health and life that is disheartening, but the, but the economic fallout surrounding it as well. The unemployment and the potential drying up of relief, the wave of evictions that seem to be looming on our horizon. It seems like only the banks and the very wealthy are doing well. But of course, they always seem to do well, one way or another. And I would add to my list of distressing and disturbing news that the chilling spectacle of the president sending federal officers to Portland and other cities. It is horrifying to see videos of, of unidentified agents in combat gear dragging American citizens off of the streets and, and driving off in unmarked cars. Chilling to see a video of a man shot in the head with a rubber bullet merely for the crime of holding a boombox over his head to play music at federal agents at the courthouse. These are dangerous and precarious times. And so I am disheartened. I am discouraged. And more than that, I feel like I've preached this same sermon a hundred times since March. Yeah, some of the details are different or worse, but the content is the same. The lament is the same. The same cry goes up, how long? I feel stuck. And that feeling is only added to my feeling of discouragement. Which is why I am so thankful to have this passage from Romans today, because Paul gives me hope. Now, don't get me wrong. This hope isn't Pollyanna, just as it wasn't for Paul. For you see, Paul is a realist, maybe in some ways even a pessimist. Of course, his situation is very different from ours, but Paul knows just how crushing this world can be. He looks at the world around him and he sees a world enslaved, but he, what he calls the powers of sin and death. For Paul, sin is not folks being naughty, but rather a cosmic power at odds with God that has humanity in its grasp. And likewise, death is not the end of a biological process, but a dehumanizing power that separates us from God. 
Paul looks at humanity and he sees us all as captives of these powers, sin and death. For Paul looks at the lives of his fellow human beings and he sees our brokenness and suffering. Paul sees the the hatred that tears us apart. He knows the poverty and oppression and desperation that haunts us. Indeed, Paul even looks at the world around him and he describes it as groaning, as it longs for liberation and redemption. For Paul, it's not just human beings who are enslaved by sin and death, but the whole of creation itself. But that is not all that Paul sees. If it was all that Paul saw, then he might have cause to despair. But no, no, instead of despair, Paul sees this broken world and he has hope. Now, this hope is not a bland optimism or a wishing that things will somehow get better. Paul's hope is not based on the the transitory expectation that things are going to work out next week or next month. Instead, Paul's hope is grounded in in a future reality that is not yet fully seen. Paul looks at our lives and sees our distress and anguish. And yet, and yet he trusts that this torment is not the last word. Indeed, not only does Paul see the hardship, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, and sword that Paul names in the letter to the Romans today that plagues humanity. Point of fact, by the time Paul wrote this, he had experienced six of the seven. He sees it all and has experienced most. And yet he finds cause to hope. Paul looks at the powers that seem to rival God, powers like death and life, angels and rulers, the present and the future, powers and heights and depths. Paul sees these powers and he has cause for hope. And Paul has hope because Paul believes that in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's future healing and redemption has broken into our present. Paul sees the the suffering of this present time, really sees it, and does not deny it. And yet he believes this suffering is not to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. For Paul is convinced that in all things, God works for the good. Not that all things are good. Not that every situation is good if only you believe. Rather, that even in terrible times, God is working for good and longing to transform the situation and draw us into new life. We might not be able to see God's work at any given time. Indeed, The conviction that God is working for the good is a matter of faith. But we can live into and out of the space that this conviction creates for us. We can live 
with the knowledge that absolutely nothing, nothing can ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And so we may be discouraged and disheartened. We've got all the reason in the world, but we should not lose hope. We may not know how to deal with any of this, but we should not lose hope. Paul tells us today, we might not even know how to pray as we ought. But we are assured that the Spirit helps us in our weakness with sighs that are too deep for words. We may face hardships and trouble, powers and principalities, but nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And if we live out of that hope, live out of the space this hope creates, then how might God use our discouragement? Might that hope be a mustard seed? Might that, that hope be a treasure? Might that hope be that pearl of great price that is worth everything? For indeed, how might God use our troubled hearts that cling to hope? Might God grant us wisdom? Might God grant us courage so that we might serve the kingdom's goals? Indeed, amidst the discouragement, amidst the feelings of being disheartened, how might we cling to hope? And how might we bear witness to the justice and peace and love Reveal to us in Jesus Christ, our Lord, especially, especially in these desperate times. Amen.